اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم سبح للہ ما فی السماوات والارض وهو العزیز الحکیم له ملک السماوات والارض یحیی ویمیت وهو على كل شیء قدیر هو الاول والآخر والظاہر والباطن وهو بكل شیء علیم وَالَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ فِي سِتَّةِ أَيَّامٍ ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى عَلَى الْعَرْشِ يَعْلَمُ مَا يَلِجُ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَمَا يَخْرُجُ مِنْهَا وَمَا يَنْزِلُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَمَا يَنْزِلُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَمَا يَعْرُجُ فِيهَا وَهُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَمَا كُنْتُمْ وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَإِلَى اللَّهِ تُرْجَعُ الْأُمُورُ يولج الليل في النهار ويولج النهار في الليل وهو عليم بذات الصدور آمنوا بالله ورسوله وأنفقوا مما جعلكم مستخلفين فيه فَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَأَنْفَقُوا لَهُمْ أَجْرٌ كَبِيرٌ وَمَا لَكُمْ لَا تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَا لَكُمْ لَا تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَالرَّسُولُ يَدْعُوكُمْ لِتُؤْمِنُوا بِرَبِّكُمْ وَقَدْ أَخَذَ مِيثَاقَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ هُوَ الَّذِي يُنَزِّلُ عَلَىٰ عَبَدِهِ آيَاتٍ بَيِّنَاتٍ لِيُخْرِجَكُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ بِكُمْ لَرَؤُوفٌ رَّحِيمٌ وَمَا لَكُمْ أَلَّا تُنْفِقُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَلِلَّهِ مِيرَاثُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَا يَسْتَوِي مِنْكُمْ مَنْ أَنْفَقَ مِنْ قَبْلِ الْفَتْحِ وَقَاتَلِ أولئك أعظم درجة من الذين أنفقوا من بعد وقاتلوا وكلا وعد الله الحسنى والله بما تعملون خبير من ذا الذي يقرض الله قرضا حسنا 
من ذا الذي يقرض الله قرضا حسنا فيضاعفه له وله اجر كريم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اما بعد رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم اني اعوذ بك من مشرك بك شر The one who said, O oh, you who believe, spend. All praises belong to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise him, we seek his assistance, and we seek his guidance. And we seek refuge in Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, from the evils of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees guidance upon, then none can misguide him. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees misguidance upon, then none can guide him. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The one who said, Anfiq, ya ibn Adam, yunfaq alayk. The one who said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, spend, O son of Adam, and you will be spent upon. My dear brothers and sisters, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the outset of our time together to grant us all sincerity, to make our attendance solely for His sake alone, to make us those that hear a good word and follows it, And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to inspire us with practice. An ability to practice upon all beneficial matters learned until the day of Qiyamah. Ameen. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is upon all able. My dear brothers and sisters, to start off our topic, I want to share with you a story I shared with your brothers and sisters in the UK some time ago. The story relates to a wonderful person, a man that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed with wealth, and a man that migrated to a country known as Malawi many, many years ago. This person was a unique person. He was a very unique person. In fact, It is said that Islam was revived in this country, Malawi, after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of this person. His name was Muhammad Munif Nahdi. This servant of Allah was unique in that the more Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him, the more he gave for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, 
He is one person that I've witnessed that if there was any charitable program going on in the community and the people running this program did not approach him for a donation, he would be visibly upset. Visibly upset. Not with them, but at the fact that, subhanallah, he wasn't inspired to play a hand of good in this good that was taking place, subhanallah. And, and I've visibly witnessed him asking himself that what sin did I do that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blocked my participation in this good, subhanallah. What an amazing person he was. This person, my dear brothers and sisters, passed away early in 2011. He passed away suddenly. And after he passed away, as I said, the impact he had on this country was amazing. It was amazing that we can say the country came to a stop. It came to a stop. And a document was published citing the good spending and the good acts of this person. And by Allah, the work he was involved in was far greater than the work I ever knew. Allahu Akbar. He was a man who did and spent the more Allah gave him, but he did it so secretly that no one even knew of where his hand was involved in. I promise you this document listed many masajid that were built by this man. Many madaris and schools that were built by this man. Many institutes dedicated towards looking after new Muslims was built by this man. Many of the orphans in this country, Malawi, as well as other countries, were sponsored in terms of their education and they were sent abroad to study in some of the most amazing universities overseas and he was financing their education. Subhanallah. All this came to light. People's stories started coming out. Messages were going up on forums. Websites were receiving messages about the impact this man had to play in their lives. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. May Allah make us people like these. And may Allah gather us with those who spend sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Jannah. Ameen. Ameen. He indeed was a man, my dear brothers and sisters, who loved to play a part in easing the difficulties of others. And as I think of this man, I cannot help but think of a greater man. A greater man. The best man who walked the face of this earth. Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And his selflessness and his love for making other people's problems his problem. And his love to strive in easing their affairs. And as I think of this, I remember a hadith in Sahih Muslim. A hadith by Jarir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu. Jarir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu says that once a delegation from Mudar came to visit the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And... When the Prophet ﷺ saw these guests coming, his entire face changed. His entire body language changed. He became visibly bothered. He became visibly bothered. Why? Because this delegation was an impoverished delegation. They were people who lacked financial standing. 
and lacked material well-being. They were people who were poor. And when Rasulullah saw their poverty, immediately his face changed, his whole body language changed. This is what his companion is saying. Because he was selfless, O servants of Allah and O children of Adam. He was selfless. He was all about making your problem his problem. He wasn't selfish. He wasn't the one who left your problem to be your problem. As long as it doesn't concern me and my wife and my children. And if we generous my parents, then it doesn't concern me. Today, subhanallah, some of us don't even worry about the concerns of our parents and their needs. Allahul Musta'an. We hear about Muslims looking for old age homes to place their parents in. May Allah protect us all. May Allah protect us all. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was big in striving to ease the affairs of his fellow brothers and sisters. And when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa saw this delegation, he immediately engaged the mimbar. And he ascended the mimbar. And he called out to the Muslims. He called out to the people. And he commanded them to be charitable. And he commanded them to give sadaqah. Sadaqah from their gold coins. And sadaqah from their silver coins. And sadaqah from their wheat. And sadaqah from their barley. And their dates. And he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even if you give half a date, give it out. Allahu Akbar. This is a man of action. There was a need that needed to be addressed. And he addressed it, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even half a date, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, give that as well. Because we know from other ahadith, he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that fear the hellfire, even if it be with half a date. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us diligent. Ameen. My dear brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never left us astray in this world. He revealed books and he sent prophets. And the role of the prophet was to provide clarity amidst confusion. Clarity amidst confusion. The prophets came to set us upon a plane known as perspective. To teach us who we are. To teach us where we are. To teach us where we're going. And to teach us how to get there successfully. This is what they came to do. The Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was most excellent and most eloquent in doing so. In setting us upon the plane of perspective, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam didn't come to give us gold coins and silver coins and material well-being and financial standing and homes and better vehicles and so on and so forth. He came not to give us content, but he came to provide us with context. Two different seas, right? When we live in confusion, we only see the sea of content. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to provide clarity and place us upon the plane of perspective. And he taught us about the sea of context. Why? Because he sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to connect us to the hereafter. He came to connect us to the hereafter. Thus, he came to teach us how to tie that which we love to the one who we should be loving. Allahu Akbar. You might as well tweet that because that should be written in gold. That's a pearl of wisdom. 
He came to tie that which we love to the one who we should be loving. This is who he was, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this is why he could speak to the sahaba and command them to spend. Because he taught them context. He taught them, my dear brothers and sisters, that in confusion, you thought that the poor person needed you. But in context, you learn now that it is you who needs the poor person. Subhanallah. It is you who needs the poor person. Why? Because you weren't made for this world. You were made for Jannah. You were made for Jannah. And in being charitable to this poor person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides for you a greater Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. So before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the world viewed things in a certain way. But after him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they could never view the world and matters of this world in the same way. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we enter a state of heedlessness. And we spoke about the evils of heedlessness yesterday. Shaytan confuses us. He has made it his prime objective to worry us. And shaitan has made wealth as if it's the twin of the self. MashaAllah, we have some poets also in this conference. <laughs> shaitan makes us feel as if this wealth is the twin of the self. This is how mankind feels. And perhaps the reason for that is because of the difficulty in ascertaining this wealth. It is attained through sweat. You have to give some of yourself to attain this wealth, right? So as a result, after you give some of yourself and you ascertain this wealth, it becomes visibly difficult for you to part with it. To part with it, especially if you do not see a visible return before the grave. This is what it is. If we don't see a visible return before the grave to our spending, it becomes increasingly difficult to spend this wealth. But brothers and sisters, when we look at the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he, in providing us with context, teaches us that wealth is not obtained, rather wealth is ordained. Again, we discussed two C's, now I'm discussing with you two O's. Before, in confusion, we saw wealth as something obtained. And after we see the light, in the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we now see the O of ordained. This wealth is ordained. Whatever comes to us is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed it coming to us. By Allah, if you could manage to work 24 hours and one minute in your day, you will not get anything extra from the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed for you that treasure. Understand this. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَن تَمُوتَ حَتَّى تَسْتَكْمِلَ رِزْقَهَا That no soul shall taste death. No soul shall taste death until that soul has consumed the last morsel of food decreed for it. When you die, it's because you've consumed your sustenance. And you will not die before that sustenance is consumed. If there's one grain of rice left, you will not pass away, my dear brothers and sisters. Understand this. This is context. Context. 